When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. I'm Ben. We are joined by our super producer, Alex Williams, and that makes this... Oh, we already said the name. We already said Car Stuff. We already said Car Stuff. It's, oh, it's, man. It's a done deal. You know, uh, one thing I was thinking, we... We should probably just wait till the end of a show and actually give our super producer a nickname instead of just saying that we're going to. Yeah. And then forgetting about it, which so, I always do. So let's not do it at the head of the episode now. Let's, let's yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. And if we remember to do mm-hmm. it, then we'll have something, right? Right. And it'll be sort of an Easter egg for the show. Oh, boy. I know. Ugh. I'm not above it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today's topic, if you haven't already guessed by reading the title that you uh, you selected, you know, in the uh, right. in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, um, is about Easter eggs, automotive Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of listeners that have written in about this. And I would guess that over the years we've probably had more. But the recent ones, uh, one, one came from a guy named Mark T. And Mark just wrote in and very – very simply just said, how about a show on cars with Easter eggs? Great. Love, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. And uh, that's nice. So we Straight to the point. filed that one away and said, all right, we'll think about it. And uh, then another note came through from um, an old friend of the show, Mark B. I think we've said Mark's name before, right? Haven't we? Yeah. We yeah. had to. Mark's Mark, written in before. Many, many times yeah. about his Miata, right? Uh-huh. Mark Bandoni. So we might as well just say it. Mark Miata Bandoni. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Mark. Um, he wrote in and said... Uh, today I want to talk to you guys about Easter eggs in automotive design. Uh, what got me started down this rabbit hole was a YouTube video of a 2012 Jaguar XJL start button that pulses. And he sent a video and I watched the video. Mm-hmm. And he says, it turns out that pulse is the resting heartbeat of a Jaguar cat. Someone at Jaguar designed that into the car so that when the car is off and you get in with the key fob, it pulses to the resting heartbeat. And when you start it, uh, it's like it's like you're waking it up. Yeah. Um, here are some others that I found. And then he lists a few here. And a couple of these, um, I think, I'm, I'm not sure that these will double up on some that we've had. I'm going to avoid one of his examples because we'll talk about it later. All right. Uh, but, for instance, on the Dodge Viper SRT, um, there's a there's a Viper on the tachometer that flashes when you hit the red light. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's really cool because, uh, you know, you have to push the car to a certain mm-hmm. point in order to get that. Um, the 2015 Mustang GT has an Easter egg on the hood where there's a cutout in the metal underneath the heat liner that is in the shape of the Pony logo. So on a cold day, the frost will melt on the hood around the cutout first, revealing the Pony logo on the hood. Nice. Simple and easy, but yeah. uh, but really cool. It makes an impact. You know, we're going to describe, for anybody who's kind of confused about what an Easter egg is, we're going to describe that in just a moment. But, right. But uh, here's another one that he mentions. Um, having had a lot of contact with Jeep Wranglers, there are many little nods to the original Willys Jeep all over the new Wrangler. And the to- off the top of my head, there are little Jeeps on the lower third-hand corner of the windshield going up a mountainside. And that's something that we'll find on several of these uh, of these different Jeeps that we'll talk about today because there's mm-hmm. a whole variety of things that they throw in. Uh, then there's one that I'm going to skip here because we'll talk about it. But he said that's just a few to get you started down the rabbit hole. And, uh, well, I think that was about it. Happy motoring, Mark B. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, writing in. We gave him a nickname pretty easily. Yeah, we did. And Mark, you know, am I confusing? Because now he's saying the Jeep stuff. I, yeah. I know I remember him saying that I think the Jeep Wrangler was kind of a dream vehicle and he got that. Uh-huh. Um, but he is, the, he is the Miata guy, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I, I believe so. I, I think so. Mark, write in and let us know if Mark Miata B is a good nickname for you. I, I have like a oh wait, I have like a nickname. I thought he was like Nighthawk or something like that. Isn't that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's like a nickname that we we read along with that earlier on. I don't think he included in this. Uh, <laughs> That's true. All right. Anyways, let's move on. All right. Um, so so we have to describe what Easter eggs are. Yeah, uh, an Easter egg is an it's like an inside joke. An Easter egg is an intentional hidden message or humorous thing sometimes, or it's a a feature that might occur. Um, and this is typically something that is not going to be advertised. Easter eggs occur in all sorts of consumer products. They occur in uh, some clothing. They occur in a lot of games like video games and stuff and Automobiles are no exception. So this means that you could, you, you could go ahead and buy a Mustang, uh, 2015 Mustang GT. And like any good car buyer, you do all your research so you know how much it costs, you know the specs and the features you want. And no one ever tells you that, hey, a pony might appear on the hood. That's what makes it an Easter egg. Yeah, it's something that you unexpectedly find. I mean, it's 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 just like an Easter egg, I guess, that kids hunt for. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are Easter eggs that that you know typically adults hunt for. These you know they find them in, like you said, a video game, a movie, maybe a lot of movies have Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. You mentioned clothing, which I think is an interesting one. Um, of course, cars, and and this all began back in around the the idea of. An Easter egg outside of you know what we think of as as a true Easter egg that we hunt for you know out in the yard on Easter um, began back in 1979 with the Atari 2600 gaming system mm-hmm. and there was a, a guy that worked on this uh, on on a game called Adventure and his name was Warren Robinet um, and in a certain part of the game he remember you got to remember the time I guess 1979 they didn't have credits on the games like they do now so right. the people that created them didn't get, really get credit or any kind of print print uh, acknowledgement that they that they created this. So um, in a part of the game, uh, he created a single gray pixel <laughs> that when you hovered over it, it would reveal the words created by Warren Robinet. And it was very clever, very, uh, yeah. very well hidden, but it was unknown to the company all the way up until the point after he had left the company and a, uh, a fan, somebody who was using the game, uh, you know, the game adventure, found this, wrote it into the company and said, hey, did you know about this? And they, they, you know, checked it out right away, of uh-huh. course, decided it was too expensive to, uh, you know, reprogram this whole thing and to make, you know, take that pixel out. And they decided to just let it go. And then they said, well, you know, this is kind of something interesting. This is neat. Yeah. Let's go with it. And they created more and more Easter eggs. And that's where this all began. It began with this one guy named uh, Warren Robinet. And now he didn't coin the term. No. You know, somebody else probably with Atari did. Um you know who um, who found it and said, you know, let's let's create these things and we'll call them this. So, what we're talking about today again is automotive Easter eggs, and and I want to stress this point is that not every one of these is really a true Easter egg. I don't think. I don't think they all fall under the same umbrella. Yeah, I I would agree because I know that you and I off air both uh, went away and looked into our own favorite research areas. Mm-hmm. I and we found some things that. We, we found some things that recur on multiple lists or databases, but we also found that not all of these Easter eggs are created equally, right? No. Uh, so for instance, there's some stuff that's just really, really obvious, but my favorite ones I found are the ones that are, um, maybe so subtle or so tiny or just so out there that you might own a car for a year or two and not notice them. Yeah, just overlooked, right? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. But others, as you said, they're they're so uh, in your face. I guess it's more of a, um, I guess, a design theme or design characteristic yeah. of that yeah. of that model. And uh, we'll talk about a couple of those in particular, especially with the Jeep brand, and then also with, um, I think, Mazda brand is another one of these that it's it's kind of it's really. It pushes the limit, but again, it's a, it's a design theme. It's not mm-hmm. so much that it's an Easter egg. You could look. Uh, almost at any part of the car and find that element, as as, as we'll discuss. Um, so you want to just uh, – we'll, we'll kind of launder your list of just a whole bunch of these. I mean, yeah, let's look into some examples. And uh, 
Folks, if you have a favorite Easter egg that you have discovered yourself or you've heard of and confirmed, uh, write into us uh, and let us know what you found. Uh, also, bonus points for uh, any photos. Yeah, because there are more, there are plenty more than we can cover here today. So we're just gonna, you know, tip of the iceberg type of a discussion. Sure. On this, and uh, and we'll hit some of the easy ones. I would love for people again, as you said, to send in some photos of of unusual ones that we have never heard of or can't find photos of. Or just kind of the the really seldom known stuff is is the best. So so Ben, let's maybe start with uh, the Jeep Renegade. All right, this one is this is really an interesting vehicle. My wife drives a Renegade, and Ooh. it's loaded with stuff like this. Now this one, however, I'm going to say that this vehicle sort of falls under the theme, uh, or rather design theme, rather than lots of Easter eggs. I, I mean, right. there's, a, there's a few what I would call Easter eggs here and there. But mostly it's a design theme, and the theme is X. There's, mm. a, there's an X everywhere. There's also um, – uh, well, you know what? Let's just just go through, and we'll, we'll discuss what, what's here. Sure. There's, I can probably give you about 10 or 12 right now, but there must be, I would guess, you know, 40 of these things on this on this Ooh. vehicle. They're all over the place. So um, do you know what the Sarge grill is? Yeah, on the on the front of Jeeps, right? Yeah, it's like the seven slot grill with the yeah. two two headlights above. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very iconic. Do right? you know the reason that I first remember that, and sometimes it takes me a second. Why is that? Is because I associate it with GI Joe. Oh, is that right? They would have those grills on like their Jeeps when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So it kind of stuck in your in your uh, uh, memory. Yeah. Is that that's a good good way to do it? Um, I was never a huge GI Joe fan, really. I'm sorry you weren't into cool stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know if I just missed it. I know that there was like – it seems like there was a generation before me and a generation after me that was really into it. There was a cartoon, uh-huh. which, which was probably your generation, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a cartoon. And prior to that, there was like you know the G.I. Joe action figure you know with the kung fu grip and all that. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. that was just before me. So you just I missed never, the wave. I guess I just kind of missed it. I was right in the middle, yeah. You know, the weird thing is I don't know if we would ever do a show on this. I don't I'm, – I'm not sure. Right in, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know if you think we should – uh, I went back and looked at what was it? I found a bunch of old GI Joes when I was moving, mm-hmm. and I was going to give them to my friend who collects them. And apparently, I was just throwing money away because there's this huge industry of people who collect these things. Mm-hmm. But I mention it here because I looked at some of the the vehicles, which as a kid were always the most exciting part of those toys to me. Yeah, part of the kit that you would get. Yeah, these, yeah. yeah, and they could be tiny or they could be gigantic, super expensive vehicles. Like you get one maybe every fifth Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um and when I was looking back at them, I was like, man, I was impressed with these things when I was like four or five, but some of these just designs are ridiculous. Yeah, some of them are garbage. Like, right? Why is this guy in, <laughs> in a weird drill that also has wings? Or you know, I'm making that one up. I hey, don't know if that is. Do you, do you remember the? Okay, man, we're still not getting yeah, the yeah, topic. Yeah, but do you right, remember? Right. Do you remember the Steve Carell character in uh, the character he played in the Forty Year Old Virgin? Yes. Do you remember the uh, the collection of, of figurines that he had? I mean, yes. Yeah, say what you want about his love life, but uh, the guy <laughs> had a great collection. <laughs> <laughs> Funny movie. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Sarge okay. Grill. Yeah, <laughs> Sarge Grill. We all know what the Sarge grill is. Uh, seven slots, two headlights. Well, that is hidden all over the place on the uh, on the Jeep Renegade. Of course, it's in the uh, the headlight. Um, it's in the um, well headlight bulb support, I guess is what you call it. Uh, so you have to look carefully into the headlight to find that. Um, it's also stamped into the taillight lens, and the taillight lens itself is one of those X uh, design themes that we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah. It's supposed to look like the old, uh, I think it's called a jerry can, is that right? The metal right, um, yeah. fuel cans that mm-hmm. the Jeeps used to carry into war. Uh, that, that's uh, that's another one. Those that, that X theme, by the way, shows up everywhere on this thing. It's it's all over the place. Yeah, it's in the taillights. It's in the cup holders. Um, it, one thing that you'll find if you lift up um, the center uh, storage bin. There's a, there's a center, center the console. Center console yeah. yeah, center console. If you look inside and down in the bottom, there's a topographical map in there. And I thought I had read somewhere, and I, I can't be 100% certain about this, but I thought it was a topical, topographical map of the Rubicon Trail because that's where they test right. uh, all these Jeeps to be trail rated is on the Rubicon Trail. Um, there's, yeah. m- there's more to it than that, too. Yeah, they've got the military-style no-step warning. Yep. But it's on the side skirt. Yep, on the outside. So, uh, you know, if you don't 
put any weight onto that thing. Like you know, when you and look at it, that's functional too. Because if you put weight on it, well, it's so tiny. I yeah. mean, it really is small. I couldn't see anybody using it. I guess maybe if you needed to reach the roof, you'd use uh, you know just for place try to, to get yeah, your, boost yourself, get yourself a foot higher or something. But um, there's the Sarge girl is, is back again in the speaker surrounds. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's even more. There's uh, there, oh, the Sarge girl is hidden inside of the. Uh, it's stamped into the tailgate. Uh, it's also on both sides of the support behind the rearview mirror. There's an old Jeep Willys that's painted on each of the wheels on – if you get the Trailhawk version of this. Now, my right. wife doesn't have the Trailhawk version, so I haven't seen this in person. But I'm going to look at the next one I find because uh, there's a bright red uh, Jeep Willys that's painted on each one on the rim. Um, and I think it's right near the uh, the filler, so, you know, the air filler, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the nozzle is. So that's easy to find. Um of course, you know, even in the badging, the X, uh, the X trademark shows up in the infotainment center, uh, stamped right in the top. It says since 1941. See, I don't think that's an Easter egg, Scott. I, I don't know. I, I feel the same way. It's kind of lumped under that, like, oh, it's kind of something you didn't expect to find here. Though. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's it's not very well hidden. Though. Right. I mean, it's right out there in the open. Um, I guess if you want, I kind of would say this is an Easter egg. Maybe hmm. if you see it in the right light. Um, the Jeep seats in the Renegade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a ghosted text underneath that mm-hmm. uh, um, that, that appears, and you have to see it and again in the right light. It's not always apparent. And uh, my wife has the uh, the lighter colored interior, like a tan interior, uh-huh. and to me it almost looks like it's dirty, like a, like there's like spots of dirt on it. But when you look closely, it's great big bold letters, you know, for the, for the Jeep brand. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's yeah. a, there's a ton of stuff like that on this vehicle. I mean. A lot of stuff. Even the tachometer has um, – Oh, that splatter? Yeah. Well, they call it – I've heard it called two things. I've heard it called you know mud. You know, right. A lot of people with Jeeps like to take them off in the but mud. But it doesn't look like mud. No, but I've also heard that it could be paintball splatter because I think – man, this is, again, distant memory. When it first came out, I read that one of the uh, design engineers or one of the designers uh, was into paintball. And that might be a paintball splatter that they uh, used for uh, for the red line in the vehicle. So if you look at the tachometer, yeah. uh, one end of it doesn't have you know the traditional hard line for the red line. Uh, it's more of a um, like a modeled pattern, you know. The other commonality we see here is that none of these things affect performance. No, none at all. You know what I mean? No, none at all. In fact, are we? Gonna, I don't even know if we're going to talk about anything today that that really. I don't think most Easter eggs do. And no, I don't think they do. They don't. They don't add any kind of. Uh, Performance. They they do add some uh, some delight though. Some do. Now I will I will say also <laughs> it would be really cool if there were cars that had you know Bond level uh, Easter eggs. You know how he's always driving the Aston Martin and then someone tells him to push a button and oh. boom. Next thing you know, there's a laser or a parachute, well, ejector seats, ejector things like seats, that. Yeah, you have yeah. the thumbtacks or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, smokescreen. Love all that stuff. Now. Um, my next list of uh, of things here. Uh-huh. Um, this is kind of a, a a grouping of just small things that I found all over the place. I don't remember where all these come from, but if you've ever looked closely at the uh, the dashboard of a Fiat Panda. Now, I don't know if many people have looked closely at the dashboard, but um, it appears just like it's uh, textured plastic. I mean, it doesn't look like anything sure. unusual, nothing strange. But when you look really, really closely, it's, you'll find that that texture is made up of really tiny little letters. And if you look even closer than that, you'll see that the letters are P, A, N, and Ds. And they never quite spell out the word panda, but if you look at, but if you look at it, because someone has, has paid careful enough attention to see if they, you know, like a word search, if they can find the word panda in there, it doesn't. Uh, but it sure does trick your mind into thinking that you're reading the word panda when you look at that uh, that texture. That's got to drive some people mad. Oh, I don't know. I think it's so small that you really have to get tight up to it to see it. I mean, otherwise it just looks like a uh, you know a rough surface. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, it's just one of those. Uh, it kind of fools your fools your eye, I guess. Fools your mind too. I guess so. If you're if you're a person who is a little bit of a perfectionist, mm-hmm. that's got to drive you crazy. Oh, I bet it would. Yeah, because they're kind of jumbled up all over the place, and it's a bit of a mess if you look closely. Hey, I have one that I thought you might enjoy. What's that? Uh, this is one of my favorites. It's not a friendly one. Hmm, okay. So, Chrysler uh, in their 200s model. They had uh, included a little bit of an Easter egg. So there's a small rubber anti-slip mat 
in the bin beneath the rotary shifter. Oh, you're nodding. Scott's nodding. He already knows this one. You know this one? <laughs> I, you know, unfortunately I do because I was, I was studying for this stuff though. But I bet a lot of people don't know this. So on the rubber mat, there's a picture of the Detroit skyline. And if you look closely at it, you'll notice it is missing one conspicuous building. Chrysler recreated in stamp form the Detroit skyline with very important building missing. There is no General Motors World Headquarters or Renaissance Center. Uh, instead, there's just empty space. You can look at almost any photo of downtown Detroit, and that is like, that's like an iconic building downtown. Yeah. I mean, it's the round building. It's actually a series of towers. Uh, I think it's five. Uh, you know, four four on the side, and then one main tower. It was formerly owned by Ford. It used to be the Ford Renaissance yeah. Center. Then it was the General Motors Renaissance Center. And uh, Chrysler has kind of they've kind of snubbed them by like taking that out. And it's such a I, I think it's such a funny. Busting of chops, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, well, then you almost – you wouldn't recognize that as the Detroit skyline without the Renaissance Center. So that's, that's the funny part. There's this great quote from the Wall Street Journal uh, where they interviewed the uh, interior design chief, a guy named Klaus Boos, who said uh, his reply when they asked him was, quote, oh, really? What a surprise. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's what he said. <laughs> All right. So definitely intentional. You could just hear the sarcasm. I mean, yeah, that's just one of the – I mean, look at any photo of downtown Detroit and you'll find the Renaissance Center, you know, displayed prominently front and yeah. center usually. Um, you know, any shot from over on the other side, the Windsor side, you'll clearly see it. But uh, it, it's kind of a funny thing that they they decided to – Remove that from the skyline. Well, what else? So, what else? Do you I, I got a couple here, and this is a, this is a neat one. I like this one. Uh, you remember the old Audi Quattro? Um, mm -hmm. This is from a while back. Um, the Audi Quattro rear, rear window defroster. Well, that's hard to say. Rear window defroster oh, yeah. spells out the word Quattro. So it's it's written in you know the metal that uh, that, uh -huh. that melts the uh, or the element I guess you know the metal element. Yeah. Um, it spells out the word Quattro on a on a cold day. Quattro. Yeah. Very cool. So you can have that spelled out on your back window for a short time on a cold day. I think it's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, also, oh, here's a good one. Uh, for Ford's 100th anniversary, you know, remember they released the Ford GT? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Really cool supercar. I think I know what you're going to talk about. Uh, this yeah. is this is the headlights. Yeah, so it's pretty cool because it's subtle too. You don't really notice it's, it. It's very subtle. Very subtle. So if you look closely at the headlamps of um, the Ford GT, this is the one that they produced from, what, 2004 to 2006. Mm -hmm. um, I think their anniversary, the 100th anniversary is actually in 2003, you know, from 1903 to 2003. But they released this car for, the, for their anniversary anyways. Um, you look very carefully at the headlamps and you'll see the, uh, the number 100 uh, spelled out there for you. I mean, it, again, very, very subtle, but, uh, but it's there. Yeah, so the primary uh, lamp is the first zero and the turn signal lamp is the second zero and they've added a detail. Yeah, there's a, there's a one off to the far left or I guess the inside edge of the of the, uh, the the lens there. It's just like a ridge of glass, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I would have to assume that it lights up as well. I mean, maybe there's a, a, a purpose for that, but I haven't ever seen one close enough now that I know that this is there uh, to see what that one does. But uh, but fascinating. Okay, so let's talk about um, a foreign maker, a Czech car maker that included something kind of interesting. Um, I don't. What do you call this? A, this is more just a feature, really, to me. Hmm. Um, this is an umbrella holder. Oh, they designed an umbrella holder into the car. Now, I don't know if I would call that um, an Easter egg because it's probably, if I had to guess, I bet that's in their literature as something they used to sell this vehicle with. In the door, it has this umbrella holder where you can, you know, slide an umbrella in or out, you know, depending on the weather, I guess. Um, this is a, a vehicle that's based on a VW platform. I think it's a Passat, um, but the Passat doesn't have this. Uh, this is something that's unique to um, the Skoda. So Skoda yeah. Superb is the name of the uh, the model if you want to look it up. And if, of course, if you drive a Skoda Superb, what are you going to throw your umbrella in the back seat like a barbarian? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, some really high end vehicles. I think Rolls Royce has stuff like that. You yeah, know, umbrella holders. And I think you know later we're going to talk about the Chrysler Pacifica, and I think they've got an umbrella holder as well. So the Porsche Panamera, mm -hmm. right? Have you heard of this one? No. So they have. I guess what some people would describe as an Easter egg, which is that the key fob 
is shaped itself like a miniature version of a Panamera. It's uh, so the the key fob itself follows the like body okay. of the car, and I want to know if you think that counts as an Easter egg. Take your time, my friend. Cogitate, percolate mentally, and we'll be back after a brief word from our sponsors. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we have returned. Uh, Mr. Benjamin, what's what's your take? Is a key fob an Easter egg? Absolutely not. Thank you. I am glad that you said that. <laughs> that made my day. No, I mean, it's no. a cool design. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, sure. And I think other cars have done that too, right? I mean, uh, there are other supercars I know that have the right. same shape key fob as the car that you're driving. Is, and, it, and those are the ones that you just leave in your pocket and push the start button. Uh-huh. So you don't have to worry about inserting that into the dash. So is this thing like a... Is it like the old definition of beauty? Is an Easter egg in the eye of the beholder? I don't know. I, I think that – here's what I think happens, Ben. I think that uh, you know when people are putting together these lists of Easter eggs and they want to get 10 or they want to get 15 or they want to get 20 or whatever it is, uh-huh. I think they start stretching it. I mean like the uh, the umbrella holder that I mentioned, that's not an Easter egg really. I mean that's something that they, that's a, uh, a feature, something mm-hmm. they use to sell the vehicle. I think that uh, you know the, the the key fob, like you said, it's an, it's an interesting – thing. I mean, it's different. It's unique. Um, you know, I mean, there are a few others, but you have to get into the million dollar cars to get something like that. Right. Um, it, it's interesting, but it's not an Easter egg. You don't unexpectedly find that one day. And, you know, you don't look at your hand and say like, oh my gosh, the key is shaped like my car. Yeah, that, that was something that they probably told you right at the dealership when they when they handed that to you. Mm-hmm. That's my guess on it. Or what do, what do you think? You think it's a, you don't think it's an Easter egg, do you? No, absolutely not. It's clearly visible, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's uh, it's not subtle in any way. No. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's an Easter egg. An Easter egg is like a, a little extra bonus thing that you get for paying attention or for really going over your car. Well, searching for it, right? I searching, mean, you, you yeah. search for it. Now, here's one that you you don't necessarily have to search for, but I, I think this is kind of this this sort of maybe falls under this this umbrella. 
The Nissan Cube. Have you ever seen the headliner in the Nissan Cube? You know what vehicle I'm talking about, right? The really boxy yeah. little SUV looking vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this falls under Easter egg or not, but it, it's always included in these lists. Um, it appears as if um, the the dome light in the Nissan Cube is like a pebble that's been dropped into a, a, a pool of water, a, a calm pool of water. It has this ripple effect that goes out from the roof. Um, I don't know if I'm describing that right, but it's a ripple effect headliner. Okay, yeah. And it's it's interesting. At night, it's especially... Um, parent, you know, when you have the light on because, you know, that it makes a really unusual pattern on the top. And I think mm-hmm. you can get even different types of, of lighting to go along with this so that, you know, it can be different colors and it's kind of a neat thing. Um, but again, is that really an Easter egg? Right. Yeah. And it, I promise we'll get to some real Easter eggs. Or is it a design thing? Because the, we also encounter uh, another part of the definition, which is there has to be some sort of motive or message behind it. So here's a question for, here's another example. That I on the fence about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pagani has a car that has soybean side mirrors. <laughs> okay, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, this one's called the car is an unusual name. It's called the Waira. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's spelled in an unusual way. H u a y r a. I'm not too familiar with the Waira myself in terms of specs, but it really stuck out when people said this is this is a high performance vehicle. Yeah. And uh, they said it's not environmentally friendly, so maybe that's why they put these side mirrors that <laughs> look a, like soybean a, stalks. That's a funny way to, to, to you know, describe it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, um, to me, that's the opposite. That design feature is – or you know, I'm not going to call it a feature because I hate them. I, I'm going to call it a choice. Yeah. That design choice or decision yeah. they made really just sticks out like a store thumb on an otherwise fantastic looking vehicle. I think they look awful as well. But do you think that the designer was inspired by nature to create those to make them look like soybean stalks? I mean, they I, really do. They, they honestly do. I, I, that's really the best way to describe them too. I mean, when you sure. look at them, but they do kind of, they stand out like a sore thumb in this car. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like there's something, or there's a better way to do that. And, um, I, it has to be one of those like inspired by nature type uh, type stories. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things where the designer is talking to their buddies and they say, "The side mirrors came to me in a dream." <laughs> How about we talk about a true Easter egg? Now? Let's do because yeah. I think we've had enough that are kind of like this gray area, right? Right. Right. So here's one: Aston Martin. Uh-huh. Now, Aston Martin has uh, designed kind of like a, I guess, a nod to its own logo in. The uh, the back end of the Vanquish. So if you look at the back end of an Aston Martin Vanquish, the tail lights or the tail lenses are designed in a way that if you were to put them together, it would create it would it would uh, form the shape of Aston Martin's winged logo. I think that is an Easter egg. That's that that is a perfect example of an Easter egg. Now you have to carefully look at the vehicle and and think about you know I'm looking at the left side, I'm looking at the right side. If I were to bring those two together, there's their winged logo, and that and that that exactly. Uh, defines what an Easter egg is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're searching for something, you kind of piece it together in your head, you, you, you discover that someone's hidden something that's kind of neat there. Yeah. Like, uh, another example of that would be, um, in Ford Mustangs with the puddle lamps. <laughs> yeah. Now, people are on the fence about puddle lamps. Now, it's an interesting idea, right? You know what they are. Yeah. 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 So you open the door and, uh, mm-hmm. light, it kind of looks like, uh, the bat, uh, the bat signal, I guess. Exactly. Uh, appears on the ground, but it shows you, uh, what you're about to step into, you know, if you open your car door. You know, mm-hmm. it's a puddle or if it's, uh, if it's dry ground or, you know, someone's dumped out their coffee or something like and that. And in, in Mustang, they show instead of, you know, the bat from the bat signal, they show a Mustang. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. I think other manufacturers have done similar things. I think doesn't, uh, is it Land Rover or Range Rover, uh, does something like that? There's a, a stylized version, I think, of, of the Range Rover. Um, I've got a few others that, that were mentioned that had puddle lights like that, but yeah. I, I think everybody can understand what we're talking about. Right, There's, right. Um, a, a good variety of those. How about, how about this one from, another one from Skoda, um, in the Octavia model. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting one. When you open up the, uh, the fuel door, there's an ice scraper there. 
they've designed a, a compartment, a holder for an ice scraper that the company provides that uh-huh. fits perfectly into this, uh, this, this pocket. And, uh, it's a clever design because, you know, you, you don't find it really until you're looking for it, I guess. You might even have to check the owner's manual to determine what that thing is. It's on the back side of the fuel door when you open it. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, always handy as long as you don't forget to put it back in, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I bet a lot of people have done that. Uh, but it's a smart idea. Interesting, you know, and not a lot, of, a lot of people will know about that. And especially, you know, just looking at the vehicle driving down the street, I have no idea that it was there. And it's something that just the owner knows. Yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah, clever. I, yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's clever. Um, I think uh, there are some goofy examples out there too, like the uh, Volvo XC90. Has uh, have, Did you hear about this, the storage bin spider? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. This is strange. So if you look under the storage bins of the XC90, uh, you'll find that they printed on – so the bin's roof has this web-like design on it. And under the bin, uh, they've printed the, this cart, like cartoon friendly grinning spider. <laughs> Cause they decided that the bracing for this bin, right? This yeah. is the third row of the, uh, the vehicle. So it's, yeah. it's back where the kids would be, I suppose. Um, and at the, at the very back, they decided that the webbing underneath looked like a spider web. So why not throw something kind of whimsical on there? And, and that's what they did. Which I thought was funny. And I thought that was worth a laugh. I had to look twice at this one because I thought it was the same spider. There's another one that we did mention for the, uh, for the Renegade. When you open the fuel door, there's a spider underneath the fuel door. So I don't know what the deal is with, with, uh, spiders on vehicles, but. I'm not sure. Either. Um, you pop open the fuel door and, uh, the spider, it's a, it's a little more, uh, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's scary looking, but it's not the cartoonish one that's in the Volvo. Um, and it says it has a little, uh, you know, a speaking bubble like in a cartoon or something. It says Chow Baby, which makes sense. Italian. Uh, I mean, because the, the, the Renegade was designed, I think it's right alongside, you know, other Fiat product. That's when Fiat took over Chrysler. So um, it, it makes sense that this Jeep has a, <laughs> an Italian speaking spider on the fuel tank. It's sort of. I mean, yeah. does, that, does that make sense? Does that ever make sense? I mean, if, it makes sense. Sure. If, there's an Italian speaking spider on your fuel there. That makes perfect sense. Ciao. If you had told me, uh, if you told me five years ago that that sentence would be remotely sensible, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But here we are. All right. Here's another one. Yeah. Um, we talked about, uh, the Renault Twingo not long ago in, mm-hmm. on this podcast in a nuts and bolts episode. Yeah, I remember, I think I know what you're about to say. Oh, you do? Okay. This yeah. is, now the Twingo is the one where we had the, uh, R- Renault had released nail polish to match the mm-hmm. car's finish, um, along with the vehicle. So interesting, you know, kind of unusual story there, but. It's already a whimsical car. Yeah, it is. Uh, but the, the Easter egg in this one is that the, uh, the pedals, the accelerator pedal, the brake pedal, and right. the clutch pedal, have play, stop, and pause, right? But they're not printed on there like that. They're it's almost like um, it's like DVD look, controls. Exactly right. Yeah, like you're looking at uh, at controls that you would use on your remote at home. So just the icons, the the uh, rightward pointing play arrow, the uh, accelerator pedal. Yeah, yeah. And the stop uh, rectangle. Yeah, that's a brake pedal. That's a brake, and then the pause, two mm. vertical stripes. That's the clutch pedal. Makes perfect sense, right? I think it's really cool. But again, kind of a whimsical design. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, unless you're driving the vehicle or unless you even look down there. I mean, you might go for a test drive in this vehicle. You might take it home. You might drive it for a week and yeah. then realize that that's there because you just don't see it. Oh, I have, uh, I have one more while we're on the theme of animals before we get too far from it. Sure. Um, the Vauxhall Corsa. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the spider, right? Yeah. We were asking what's up with these spiders. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of uh, – <clears throat> there's there's a hinge on the glove box in the Corsa. And if you open it, you'll see that there's a shark printed on it. Hmm. And allegedly, the entire reason that shark is there is because one of the designers, his coworker, dared him to do it. It's like, oh, you should try to try to put like a an animal, like a shark or something, in there, bro. And he was presumably saying, "Yeah, man, hold my beer." <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those uh, like uh, uh, midday conversations between a couple designers, and they're like, "I I dare you to try to get that through approval," mm-hmm. and uh, it just somehow slipped through and worked out. I mean, you can 
check out if you happen to drive a, a Vauxhall Corsa, <laughs> take a look for it. But uh, anyway, the rest of us will have to look online for the photos. And I don't know if we remembered it on the Jeep Renegade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still more on my, the Renegade. It huh? slipped my mind. I mm-hmm. can't. I just want to make sure we mention this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a Sasquatch on the rear hatch window. Now, I would call that a true Easter egg. That's a true Easter egg. I mean, what the heck is a Sasquatch doing on the back? It's it's right near – it's on the rear window. I've yeah. seen this one on my wife's car. It's on the rear window yeah, yeah, right yeah. near the rear window wiper. And uh, it's it's very, very small. Nothing to do with anything. Not really. I mean, other than – the only tie-in that I can think of, and I've, I've been trying to think of why this is there, possibility is just because it's wilderness. You know, because um, the the whole idea behind the Jeep brand is to be out in the wild. You know, yeah. um, um, rough terrain. It shows you know little there are little Jeep icons or logos all over the place that are you know climbing rocks and mountains and everything on the on the window edge. And to include this Sasquatch on the window, I mean, it's just it's such an unusual touch. I don't know why they yeah. would do that. And hey, good, you found that on your own, huh? I did, in yeah, the but, field? but I was looking over this thing carefully at the beginning because there were there were so many of these things when when she brought this car home. Yeah, I just couldn't believe all the stuff I was seeing. I was, it's everywhere you turn, you're finding new things about it. So really strange. Well, congratulations to you, my friend, because you know Bigfoot is notoriously difficult to find. <laughs> I even got a decent photo of it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a little blurry though. Sasquatch out. <laughs> Aren't all of them blurry? Yeah, we had that discussion. Earlier. Yeah, that yeah. old Mitch Hedberg joke mm-hmm. off air. Maybe that's just how Bigfoot is. Maybe he's just a blurry dude. <laughs> that anyway. answers a lot of questions for me. That's All right, like- here, you know, here's uh, here's one that um, yeah, a vehicle we talk about often, the Tesla Model S. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the uh, I guess more publicized Easter eggs on this vehicle is the ludicrous speed mode. And, you know, we've seen lots of videos of that, and it's pretty insane. I mean, 0 to 60 in 2.28 seconds, which mm-hmm. makes it – I think it's the fastest accelerating production car in the world, or at least it was. I don't know if it still is or not. I mean, that title has a lot of turnaround. Uh, yeah. Now, that's – okay, so that's an Easter egg right there. I mean, someone found that mode and made it work. And I think, again, highly publicized, likely that the factory, you know, came out and said, hey, by the way, we can do this. It's good press, Right. Some other things that they won't tell you about it, though. There's a, there's something called – this is a really weird one. If you're a, a fan of Mario Kart, uh, you know that yeah. you can drive on something called the Rainbow Road. Mm-hmm. And on the, um, the the display inside a Tesla Model S, you are able to turn on the Rainbow Road from Mario Kart if you know the right trick. You, to turn it on, you have to turn um, turn on autopilot four times in a row to get this to happen, but you will then see on your display uh, exactly what you would find in Mario Kart. Strange, right? Yeah, I that's think not that's cool. That's not the strangest thing, though. You know, there's a couple of other things. Um, there is a, uh, a mode here. I'm going to have to search in my notes here for it, but um, there's a way to turn the icon of the vehicle in that center display. You know how you can kind of uh, monitor the, the controls of the vehicle and, you know, the s- speeds, and it'll tell you, you know, all the stats of the car, I guess, right? Uh-huh. There's a way that, and I can't find the note here, but you can turn the vehicle into the James Bond submarine car on the screen. And I <laughs> guess that's uh, one of Elon Musk's, uh, you know, favorite uh, you know, movie cars, I guess, is the, mm-hmm. the submarine car. So uh, you're able to turn it into that. And not only that, it'll, it'll give you the, the, um, specs in things like, you know, leagues and knots and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so it, yeah. it gets all maritime on you, if you want to put it that way, right? Which I think is, I think is cool because, all right, again, obviously we should acknowledge this. The idea of the ludicrous speed mode being an, uh, an Easter egg mm-hmm. is a little bit different because it directly affects performance. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, so is it. That's funny. We we hadn't really talked. We we actually early on we said I don't think any of these do affect performance, mm-hmm. but uh, but that is one that does. Um, and now that of course you know changing your car into a submarine on the screen, which is cool to do, right? Uh, but but um, you know it doesn't affect performance in any way. Nor does uh, the volume controls on that vehicle, which mm-hmm. happen to go up to eleven. Which as anybody knows uh, who's uh, into pop culture will know that uh, you know the movie or the mockumentary, I guess, comedy. This is Spinal Tap, of course. You know the controls go all the way up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's got lovely reverb. <laughs> yeah, so you can still hear it. I think I think <laughs> I think everybody knows that one. I mean, I know next to nothing about pop culture, and even I know Spinal Tap. Yeah. So if oh, I sure. can do it, so can you. Yeah. Uh, 
Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of phenomenal, legendary uh, segues, let's pause for a commercial break. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned and we're uh, we're starting to wrap it up. This is going to uh, this is going to be our collection of uh, a few more examples of Easter eggs that we thoroughly enjoy. And please take us up on our question. We'd like to hear Easter eggs that you found that uh, you think your fellow listeners would like to learn more about. Also, you don't have to write in and tell us the ones that we've talked about that truly aren't Easter eggs. I think we've we've argued that the case that they're probably not. You know, some of them are, some of them aren't. But uh, here's one that really is an Easter egg. Um, the Dodge Viper SRT has track outlines hidden throughout the cabin. So racetrack outlines. You know how uh, a lot of times performance cars will have tra- uh, racing track outlines on the back window, you know, like maybe a track they've driven. Uh-huh. Um, if you look carefully at the uh, the plastic piece in front of the window switch on a on a Viper SRT you'll find an outline of the Nürburgring and somewhere in there I don't know exactly where this is so maybe a listener who owns one of these can tell us but there's a hidden outline of uh, Mazda Raceway um you know the Laguna Seca track as well I don't know exactly where that one is but uh, but the other one again that's right in front of the window switch you can find the Nürburgring Kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, neat stuff like that. Uh Viper has a couple of things. Remember we talked about the tachometer that flashes the the snake, right? Yeah. I think they have, of course, they have that, uh, you know, the outlines, I guess. There's also, and I, again, not really a, a, an Easter egg, but sometimes it gets lumped into this is that the, uh, the badge on the back, uh, when you step on the brakes, the, uh, the snake emblem, the head, you know, the he- snake head, mm-hmm. that flashes. Uh, so That's it's like, cool. uh, yeah, it's kind of neat, I guess. It's an interesting idea. Uh, but one that I, I would count this one solidly in the Easter egg category. Yeah. 10th generation Honda Civics. Now we're talking about 2016 Honda Civics and, and only EX trim levels and higher have this, this feature that we're going to talk about. But, uh, there's a, there's a rubber mat that, that's inside the center console of the new Civic. And if you pull that out and flip it over on the underside of that mat, there's a picture history of the Honda brand. There are four different designs and each one has a unique, uh, element of Honda that it showcases. 
So, you know, like there'll be like motorcycles of multiple varieties. There's Formula One cars uh, from different generations. There's aircraft, sports cars. Uh, I think even, uh, you know, that robot Asimo, he's on there. <laughs> um, and lots of detail, I guess. So it's, it's really, it, it's pretty impressive, the stuff that they put on the bottom of these. Now, there are four different uh, varieties of this uh, this bit of artwork, and I will call it artwork because uh, they're pretty interesting. So if you uh, if you have four friends or three other friends that have tenth generation Honda Civics, uh, that are EX trim levels and higher, you know, check out what they have under their mat. And you might all have different ones. That'd be kind of cool. But you know, if you can't find that, you can find all the photos online. That they're pretty easy to spot, but uh, or, or to uh, you know Google keyword search and <laughs> and see exactly what we're talking about. Um, we mentioned earlier too the Mazda RX-8 and uh, the design theme. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going to talk about design themes, and I think Renegade. We've decided a lot of that is design theme, not all of it, but a lot of it uh, with the X and you know the um, I suppose even the Sarge grill, you know, that's buried in there everywhere. Inside the Mazda RX-8, there's rotary everything, and I'll describe what I mean. Well, you know the um, the rotary piston design, right? The rotor shape is kind of a um, uh, three point, uh, design, right? Like a, uh-huh. almost like a, uh, a bit like a triangle, right? Um, not exactly a triangle, but you'll see it everywhere inside the car, outside the car. It's just all over the place. And of course, that's a nod to the, uh, the rotary powered history of the Mazda vehicles. So, um, you'll find it in the seats. You'll find it in the wheel cutouts, the shift knob, the center stack. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. So again, I think that it falls under design theme. Uh, but you'll find them everywhere. So, you know, the more you look, the more you'll find mm-hmm. on that particular vehicle. I've got one that uh, I forgot to mention when we're talking about Tesla. What's that? Do you remember when the Model X came out? Uh, this is not – I don't know if this is really an Easter egg, but it's cool. <laughs> okay. But it violates two parts of our Easter egg definition. One, okay. it does have a function and two, it's readily apparent – it's the feature they had on the Model X um, that they showed at the unveiling, a bioweapon defense mode. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember It's a that. real thing. And uh, Elon Musk presented it by saying, this is a real button. I'm not going to do his accent. Yeah. I do have an okay impression of him. Um, <laughs> and he was talking about how clean the air quality inside the Model X is. And all you have to do is push that button and the air filter will – kick in to keep you safe. It's 10 times larger than a car's normal air filter. Hmm. But the fact, yeah, see, here's a, oh, wow. okay. a yep. photo of it. Um, the, the part of it that makes me on the fence about whether this is an Easter egg is, of course, he revealed it, so you don't have to search for it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a cool... At least, at the very least, it's a cool name. Well, I think didn't he revealed the ludicrous mode as well, too. So, oh yeah, he uh, did. so he is. He kind of reveals these uh, these Easter eggs. But then again, does that make them not Easter eggs? Then, well, he recently also right. said that they're going to uh, come clean about those, and pretty soon you'll be able to access all the Easter eggs with a single touch, including the. Uh, did we mention the sketchpad? No. In the same car that has that Rainbow Road feature, which I I don't remember if we mentioned this, um, when you start it up and you get the Mario Kart screen, Mm -hmm. you hear the first few measures of a version of Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, cool. But it's not their actual version. It's the Saturday Night Live version. (laughs) Is that right? With Will Ferrell and Christopher Walken. More cowbell. I need more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. That's funny. I've got a fever and the only thing, that's, the only cure is more cowbell. That's funny. He's throwing, uh, again, more pop culture uh, references he's throwing into this car. So there's also a sketch pad. If you tap the T at the top of the main monitor three times, the entire touchscreen turns into a sketch pad with a full color palette. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. You, you got like Microsoft Paint, basically. Yeah, well, that, that's what it looks like. It looks, I was just going to say it looks like uh, about the level of Microsoft Paint. And then when you do the sketch, you can send it to Tesla for a critique. <laughs> no word on whether Mr. Musk himself looks at them. Oh, uh, no, that's that, – see, that's a nice touch. I thought that's, that was – I thought it was cool and I can't believe I, I forgot to mention that. That's so. pretty good. That's that's really good. I haven't seen that one anywhere. Um, OK. I'm back to a couple more yeah. from my list here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned earlier, I guess there's a, a Chrysler Pacifica, new Chrysler Pacifica. It looks more like a minivan now at this point, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more like a minivan. But we said that they have an umbrella holder, which isn't kind of nice, right? Yeah. Um, if you look carefully at that uh, – at that 
umbrella holder, for some reason they've put in a, um, I guess, a sun and clouds. And so it reminds you of sunnier times when you look at that umbrella holder, which I, I, is it a, a, an no. Easter egg? It kind of is. I mean, because you, you have yeah. to look very carefully to see it. It's kind of like the spider thing, I guess. Mm. Serves no purpose. It's just there. Um, <laughs> here's another thing that really, I mean, I, I guess this kind of serves a purpose, but it's interesting. And I had never known this before. Uh-huh. On the new Corvette, the C7 Corvette, if you look at um, – you know, the edge of the uh, the windscreen at the back, you know, the rear windscreen. Yeah. Um, you'll see that there's a, a pattern that's along the edge of the window tint. So you know how um, oftentimes it'll just be a series of dots uh, right. that lead up to, uh, you know, clear glass or, you know, down to the darkest part of the window, right, where all the sealant and all that stuff is. Um, if you look carefully at that at that area, though, that, that area between the bottom of the window and, you know, the clear glass, mm-hmm. you'll find that it's not really just that nondescript, dotting or hashing that's normally there, but it's made up of hundreds of tiny cross flag Corvette logo silhouettes. Uh, so, you know, the flags that, uh, yeah, that they yeah, have, yeah. that's what it is. And if you look really, really carefully, you'll see that pattern emerge. Kind of cool. Huh. And, uh, and I think, um, you know, another thing about the Corvette, there's one more that I want to mention here. Um, on the Corvette ZR1, there's the Jake mascot that appears on the, um, I think it's on the intake. Yeah, the intake for all ZR1 Corvettes. Now, the Jake, um, lo- well, I guess you can call it a mascot, really, logo, mm-hmm. um, comes from Corvette Racing. And that's, uh, so that's kind of interesting to put that on the road car as well. And the origin of that is back in, way back in 2004 at Le, at Le Mans, this was the last, um, season or the last race, I guess, with the C- C5R, uh, you know, the previous model. And they had this kind of, this motto, I guess. It was like a take no prisoners kind of motto. And they had kind of a crude, um, Skull and crossbones, I think, or just a skull, maybe, um, drawing that was on the pit wall. And somebody spotted that and said, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's see if we can incorporate that into our, uh, you know, the next season, our 2005 season somehow, you know, it's like our, it'll be like our mascot. And so that's what happened. For, so for the C6R in 2005, it became the official racing mascot for Team Corvette. Which I think is kind of neat. That is cool. And, and they and they use that. It's just like a. It looks like a skull, but the eyes and the nose are are created from again the um, uh, the twin flags. You know the the racing flags. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll kind of catch this thing here and there on newer Corvettes, just all over the place. You know whether it's under the hood or it's inside. Um, they, they try to hide it lots of places. So so take a look for that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's a good one. It reminds me um, one of the things that we didn't mention because they're really tough to track are the Easter eggs that were put in not production-wide but by individuals working in assembly plants. You know what I mean? Oh. You know where like some guy puts his initials on the inside of a door frame and there's no way you would see it unless you disassemble it. Mm -hmm. There is no way to tell – how many of those sorts of things exist? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Okay. This, this is a little bit off topic. I've got a few more to mention yeah, yeah, before yeah. we stop, but, um, a lot of times when people are, are, um, tearing down a house or tearing down a wall inside their house in order to, uh, in order to, uh, you know, make an expansion of some kind or, you know, do renovations or whatever, they'll find, Things written on the walls or on on you know the, the wall studs uh, that you know, messages from the builders to other but like uh, some jokester might write a message on a two by four and send it up on a you know on a pulley up to a guy up on the second floor and uh, you know at lunchtime or whatever and uh, and they they just build it right into the house and you never know it's there the message is there or they will <laughs> leave like a beer bottle uh, in between the wall. You know, so so that you never find it until, you know, that wall is torn down or, or, you know, whatever. You can think of anything that could be stashed in between the walls and it's probably there. And that happens in cars. I think there was a story um, – boy, there, I, I don't remember exactly what they found. But I think inside one of the Queen's cars, I think it was a Jaguar, uh, they found a bunch of unusual things that were kind of built into the car. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. What, oh, I can't remember if it was, uh, it was writing or if it was something that was actually stowed in there. Yeah, um, intentionally. So we want to point that out because um, what what we're talking about right now, the easiest things for most people to find, are going to be production wide Easter eggs, meaning that. Every Jeep Renegade that rolls off the lot is going to have that topographical map at the bottom of the center console. Yeah, yeah. And there's – as far as we can tell, there's no way to accurately trace how many workers at every auto plant in the history 
of cars has ever, you know, thought, <laughs> I'm going to write Ben was here. Yeah, on the slide, do it on <laughs> yeah. the slide. But there are other cars that, uh, that, that people that build it do sign intentionally too. That's kind True. of true. Um, you know, of course, there's other people that have, you know, they apply tags, you know, like a, whether it be a silver tag sure. or a metal tag that's stamped into the engine that says, you know, this is the person who built your engine. Usually that's a higher end vehicle, of course. But, right. There's um, some prestige and uh, what's the word? Cachet. Yeah, I guess so. Let's talk about a couple others that yeah. uh, before we wrap up here, but um, I think we've pretty much covered most of most of mine. There's one that we had forgotten to mention for the uh, for the Mustang. If you got a 2010 Ford Mustang GT, Go outside and take a look at your sun visor, you know, the uh, the one on the passenger side or driver's side. And, uh, you know, there's a vanity mirror there. And the cover that covers the vanity mirror is shaped exactly like the hood of the car. I had noticed okay, that before. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I, I'm not a Mustang driver, but I guess no one had ever pointed that out to me that, uh, you know, it's shaped exactly like the hood of the car. Huh. I didn't think about that's that. That's kind of a strange one. That's a, yeah. that's a neat one, I, th- I think. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, I'll see. I think I got one more decent one. It's one that we kind of teased at the, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to eliminate about 10 of these that are, I have. Wait, well, wait they, Scott, are the rest indecent? No, they're not <laughs> indecent. It's just that they don't, you know how we've, we've talked about several of these that just really aren't Easter eggs. They're oh, more yeah, like features yeah. or design characteristics. Yeah, just the hits. Let's yeah, just let's, do the Okay. Hits. So I just really got one more good one and then we'll wrap it up. But, um, the BMW Z4. This is one of those things that when I tell you about it, if you don't know this already, you can't unsee this. Uh, so if you look at a Z4, yeah. or, you know, Roadster, I guess, look at it from the side. And, you know, driver's side is what I'm looking at here. And if you follow the hood line across back to about the windshield, uh, that's the top edge of the letter Z. And once you see it, you can't stop seeing this. The, the, you know, the, uh, the diagonal slash goes right through the logo on the, uh, on the front quarter panel. And then the bottom of the Z goes back into the door, trails back into the door. And it's, so it's right behind the front wheel, essentially. And once you see it, you can't stop seeing it. I've, I've been looking at cars in traffic now and uh-huh. seeing the Z every time I see them go by. Every time. Oh. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Pretty cool though. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, it's just, it, it was intentionally done that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, made, made to see the big Z from the side, of course, for, uh, you know, Z4, but, uh, I thought that was an interesting one. If you could ever, uh, if you could ever institute your own Easter egg in a vehicle, any vehicle. Oh man. I know, it's a big question. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be more specific? Hmm. I don't know, Ben. What, what would it be? What, what would yours be? And then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have a minute to think about mine. I would probably, if it were just for, I would probably go funny. So I would try to think of a relatively obscure nowadays celebrity mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. or a bygone catchphrase. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, this is terrible. We mess with people. So not every time, <laughs> but sometimes, maybe like let's say one out of 150 times, I'm going to have it so that when you start a vehicle – it just starts playing Convoy by C.W. McCall. <laughs> Again, not every time. Not every time. Not every fifth time, not every tenth, not every fiftieth. Every like hundred and fiftieth time. So, just enough that you would lose count of how many times. And how about like not not even something that plays through the speakers, but like it just comes from behind the dash somewhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's got its own dedicated <laughs> speaker. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, oh, I think that, but now is that like an Easter egg or am I just pranking an unsuspecting car owner? I think that – you know what would be kind of funny? And I don't know if this would be an Easter egg really. Again, it would be more of a prank I suppose. Mm. But you know how a lot of cars have built-in GPS. Yeah. So, uh, so every now and then, just throw this in there. Like, and it, again, wouldn't be every time because it would be caught right away. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, it'd be like, you know, turn turn right one hundred feet, jerk. <laughs> you know, like a little pause, and then like it throws in an insult. That's correct. You know, but it, but it like it would, and you'd think, did I just hear that? And then even if it, you know, once it repeats it, when it's like turn turn right and fifty feet, uh, it doesn't have it there. You know. <laughs> And, and so on. But that would be kind of fun if it, if, if it would insult you just, just enough. That's great. Like just enough. You know. But, but for a real Easter egg, like to, to design something, mm-hmm. I feel like the best ones are the ones that you have to uncover, the ones that you have to take something apart in order to access it. You know, like to, right. uh, like the, uh, like the, um, Honda Civic 
mat, I guess. And that's not really taken apart. I mean, you pull the but mat like up. But like something look at it inside the engine, for instance. Yeah, it's right? not. It's not right out in the open. It's it's inside. Yeah, something that you would have to know to go and look for, right? Or stumble across in some way. And sure. I, I don't know what that would be. I guess because it would be model specific. You know, like it'd have to – if it was a sports car, it would be one thing. If it was a luxury car, it would be something different. What if uh, – OK. Yeah. So for a generic car, what if, for instance, uh, you had something at the bottom um, of the of the battery housing, battery seating, mm-hmm. where when you took the battery out to change it, it would be a picture of Dr. Frankenstein or the guy from Young Frankenstein <laughs> and with like a word bubble that says it's alive. Oh, very cool. Look, that, I'm just using – now I'm just using cars as a platform to make terrible jokes. <laughs> no, that would be a good I one. apologize. Well, that would be a good one. Like well, something stamped into the metal maybe? Well, here's why it's kind of a jerk move, man, because they're changing the battery. The car is obviously dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So is it encouraging? Well, I think it is. You're You're – you want it to be alive, right? I mean, that's what you're putting in the new battery. I mean, it's better than uh, having that kid, that bully from The Simpsons. What's his name? Nelson. Nelson. With a ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a funny idea. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks, and uh, let us know if, if you institute these designs. Yeah. Now, okay. So, so we've covered a ton of things here today. Yeah. Now we we have admitted that a lot of these are not. They just happen to make it onto lists of things that people think are Easter eggs, but there are some genuine Easter eggs here. I'd love to hear from our listeners about some genuine Easter eggs that they've found on their vehicle. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because there's got to be there, – there must be thousands more of them out there. I mean, mm-hmm. things that we just don't know about. I, and again, some of them are jokey, you know, like the, the shark or the spider, you know, the Italian, right. the Italian-speaking spider, uh, stuff like that. But um, I'd like to know some of, the, some of the, uh, the ones that you found on your own. Yes, likewise. We voted unanimously. Let's check with our super producer. Are you cool with that, Alex? No? You kind of cool? Hmm. Oh, he's waiting on a nickname. Oh, he, does. he is waiting yeah. on a nickname. We've, uh, we've done it again. We've t- <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> what a mess you've gotten us into. <laughs> or I've gotten us into. Uh, okay. So, uh, so it's up to you now. Oh, it's on me? Final minute of the show. What are you going to do? Oh, okay. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for this <laughs> opportunity. Uh, TikTok. Okay, I'm going to go – I don't want to take too long, so I'm going to go with my first instinct, which would be Alex the Sarge Williams. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. It ties right in with the episode. I was thinking Sarge Grill, but that's a little too far. It makes it sound like he's got a weird yeah, stick, mouth thing. Stick with a single syllable. It works. All right. You yeah. know, and, and I don't have anything better, so there you go. All right. There you go, Sarge. Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he likes it. I don't think that was 100% thumbs up. <laughs> but here we are, and we want to hear about your Easter eggs. We do hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'd like to learn more. You don't have to wait uh, for next week. You can visit us on Facebook and Twitter, where you will see your fellow listeners uh, possibly posting their own Easter eggs that they have discovered. Or, as always, you can write to us directly with the stories about Easter eggs or uh, topics that you think we should cover for your fellow listeners in the future. We are Car Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.